Talks, your go-to cloud podcast from Amidus Technologies. This is Sindhu Priya, Marketing and Alliances Executive, Amidus. I'm totally excited about today's episode because it's not just one, but a panel of seasoned cloud experts we have with us today as our guests. Well, as you know, we at Cloud Tech Talks always bring unique cloud industry challenges to the table. On that note, today's topic is critical elements of successful enterprise cloud ops. While there are many, we'll focus more on security and well-architected frameworks, WAF. So let me hand over the session to the uh, today's host, Madhu Kumar, founder and CEO of Amethyst Technologies. It's all yours, Madhu. Please go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Sindhu. And uh, you mentioned today is an exciting day. For me, it is much more exciting because I have my friend Arun. Uh, he's a chief architect in a major bank in U.S. Along with that, I bumped into Abhishek a uh, couple of weeks back uh, through Arun's introduction, and I was excited when he talked about security and things like that. So thank you, Sindhu, um, for this today's talk. Why, rather than me introducing them, Arun, why don't you give a brief about yourself, then Abhishek can introduce, and then let's get into the topics. Arun. Thanks for the opportunity, Madhu. First of all, like you know. So, uh, first, if I have to introduce myself, like I have like around 15 plus of ex experience, and I know that I know overall the IT infrastructure. Now, I am the leading of the cloud practices. It's one of the famous major banks in US. Um, so, I was involved with you know major enterprises activities like security, you know framework or design. Now all those kind of things. Um, this is an interesting part. Let then we will go deeper in like what other questions you guys have. Yeah, I give to the you back to you. Yeah, thanks, Arun. Abhishek, uh, why don't you excite the audience like the way you excited me last time? <laughs> sure. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, guys. Really excited to be a part of this uh, effort. Uh, I'm Abhishek Bansal. Uh, I have uh, been in cybersecurity industry for over 11 years now. Uh, I started my security career with Savient as an early employee of the team. I was employee number 10. Um, there I got to learn a lot about cybersecurity uh, directly from the founding team. Then I used my experience at Savient at Salesforce. I joined Salesforce as a director of product management and I was running their identity and access management and compliance. Uh, most recently, I'm work, uh, working as an independent IAM consultant. So 90% um, of my career has been spent in identity governance and administration and identity access management and compliance world uh, around application security. Fantastic. And thanks for having me here today. Thanks, Abhishek. Glad uh, we all could get time and uh, have this conversation. You know, um, I was talking to Sindhu the other day when we do this cloud tech talks. Uh, the cloud adoption is increasing, as you all know. Uh, I think most enterprises, small and medium clients have started increasing the cloud adoption for sure. Uh, Abhishek, I'll come to this point with you later on. I know that early on, everyone focused on security compliance governance and kept a little bit of low importance to architecture and you know kind of well-architected quote-unquote frameworks but lately i see a lot of talks on architecture but not that the security has gone down 
So what do you think, Arun? You know, post-pandemic, what's your views? How do you, how are you seeing it in the real world? You know, when you wake up every day, go to office, do your work, what, what keeps you, let me say, up late nights in the cloud architecture world? So, so now you know, right? Like everything, like a water world, like uh, we are doing all in a digital world, right? So it's a wake up in a manning to again, like we are going with a digital world. So as I, uh, as I felt like, you know, even the people are willing to come on the, you know, digital aspect, digital trends, you know, how this, right? So, uh, so uh, answer to your question, yes. So. Uh, initially, like uh, the people, they are where they are in a traditional world. They are sit on the uh, what I say. Uh, for, uh, they are hosting the application on the data center, and then if they have any issue, they can you know troubleshoot. They have to go on site and do troubleshoot. Blah blah blah, right? But now, as it is a digital world, the people interest to, who are where are in the cloud. They are, if any issue, they can just log into the cloud, you know, just log into the cloud and do the troubleshoot. It's within a fraction of a second, the application gets up and then they can start working on, right? So even like, it's not only on the application perspective, the, there is a lot additional, I know, additional cons we have, like for example, cost perspective, uh, we, are, we can save a lot of cars, you know, security perspective, they have, Cloud SaaS providing a lot of you know additional framework to how can uh, you know uh, how how we can save your infrastructure or how can you can apply the some set of framework to your infrastructure all those areas you know the the, the, the by default framework as already uh, designed by the major cloud platform provider just they are educating the I mean the business to implement those framework according to your need and then go for Good, good. I like that. I think the one point which you said, you know, it's kind of always on in the new digital world. Um, I, I, you mentioned you were in the financial services vertical. You, you, I, I remember you worked on multiple industries, right? Or is it only financial services all your career? No, I, as you mentioned, like I work with the multiple industries, but I initially I started with the finance. Then I moved to uh, core industry. Then you know, then I I came back again to the financial. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Um, any any quick differences before I jump to Abhishek on the identity side of it? Any major differences you see over the last fifteen years? That option trends in cloud between the industries. You know, who is so, the forerunner? So, who is who is lagging? Who is learning? That kind of topic. Yes. So initially, like when when we talk about the cloud, the people are you know very afraid about the security costs and the, the finding the people, right people to the job. Th those difficulties, like when they were you know, initially that the cloud introduced to the market, right? Now you see like the people are well trained. There is a lot of security features already in place. Are more expertise, you know, who are uh, who are already in cloud and then they now they give us some confidence to the market that you know now the right time to the all the all the other business can come to the cloud you know? so we can easily find the resource easily save the cost 
we have the logic, we have the framework, everything in place. So before it was very new to the industry, the people doesn't know like where we can step in, right? So mm. that that lack now it is you know filled up. You know. So in a nutshell, the confidence level is increasing because worldwide cloud competent people are there. That's that's one kind of okay. That's that's an interesting outlook. Good. Now uh, I'll I'll. I'll jump to Abhishek on the same topic. Um, Abhishek, you heard Arun talking about the competence is increasing. Uh, on your world, the more and more people go to cloud, I still see this security vulnerabilities and still the fear is out there in the minds of people. Or yeah. enterprises, let me put it. Where, yeah. do you, where do you advise them? How do you look at it? So, See, for any enterprise uh, in modern days, security has to be a part of their DNA, right? If they are not um, start from even from day one, right? When they are even starting to think about migration, we are talking about mainly on architecture right now, like cloud architecture, right? So security these days, people are not just talking about a compliance framework. Uh, they have things like zero trust architecture. Right, so and which is becoming like really popular across the globe these days, uh, which means that you design your architecture, the overall architecture, in such a way that you can implement the principles of zero trust, right? Which is like don't trust anybody, always authenticate, always authorize, and all that. And then uh, last year, uh, remember last year or late last to last year, Gartner came up with a concept called uh, cyber security mesh architecture. So in security world also, they have started talking about in the terms of architecture. It's not anymore just about uh, you know uh, securing one application at a time. It is about securing the whole organization in a nutshell, right? Especially after post-pandemic, which is the essence of this uh, talk today. Uh, people are no longer sitting in your office. People are no longer working on your device. You do not know if somebody logged in from Thailand tonight or somebody logged in from Vietnam tonight. They are already on the move, right? And um, so there is there is no boundary, uh, physical boundary anymore. Like the world has just exploded into many diversions, right? And for that, uh, I mean, zero trust architecture plays a major role in such scenarios. And then. Uh, Lately, I'm seeing policy-based access controllers also picked up. Uh, but coming up to the topic of this cloud uh, thing, right? So post-pandemic, uh, obviously because of this uh, diversification and diversity within the uh, you know enterprise uh, application suite, uh, there is definite acceleration in cloud adoption because it is no longer possible uh, with on-prem servers to take care of it. And things have gone hybrid. Maybe your Europe team likes to work more on uh, Azure platform than AWS. Maybe your US team likes to work more on AWS or vice versa, right? It is their choice and they are in different geographical regions so they do whatever they wanna do. And uh, then uh, this shared responsibility models have matured more. Um, but still, there is um, people have uh, started feeling more comfortable around security jargons. People have started focusing 
uh, understanding the importance of security during the migration. So that is why the situation is little bit better than before, right? It's uh, companies like uh, Microsoft, uh, when they just uh, started some Microsoft Copilot product recently, right? For security thing. Uh, AWS has a pretty robust IAM model, right? Uh, then Google uh, also does a good job in terms of security and other clouds also are focusing on that. So based on this shared responsibility model, they are coming up with, uh, you know, this uh, new things to help their customers more. And recently, current administration has proposed, uh, proposed some uh, new changes in the NIST CSF uh, framework. They're calling it NIST CSF 2.0. Uh, the framework is now more focused on the outcomes rather than activities. It is uh, really important uh, to understand that uh, now the cloud providers are uh, you know, responsible for the cloud infrastructure, uh, including the hardware, software, and firmware, uh, whereas the customers are still responsible for the security of their data and applications. So it's a... Uh, and as well as the security of configuration. So it is still a shared responsibility model, but then uh, the cloud infrastructure providers are responsible for providing customers with the tools and the information they need to secure their data and applications. So the involvement from uh, the infrastructure providers has increased uh, than before. Correct, correct. I think you 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 came to that good point. That you know, two, three elements you covered. One was on the zero trust between the enterprise. Yeah. Second was these hyperscalers throwing in big effort in terms of security. Third one, which you talked was um, close to my heart too, governments are playing a big role. Yes. While you mentioned President Biden uh, in Americas, because the policymaking board is putting an effort saying that, hey, cloud providers will do their security, what they did uh, to stay away from quote-unquote indemnifications and liability standpoint, all cloud providers said to the enterprises is, hey, I have all the elements. It's up to you to configure, you know, quote-unquote. Yeah. That's actually where people like you play a big role. You join the enterprise, you advise them what to do and all. Uh, I think that's where governments are saying, oh, no, 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 no. A lot of workloads are coming to cloud. There is cross-border data protection. Platform guys, you can't stay away from this responsibility of security ownership. You know, yeah. enterprises will do their best. You also play a part. I I think all the past providers stayed did a lot of things on security, but stayed away from owning it. You know, that's where um, governments are worried. You know, uh, hey. If, if my company, if my enterprise, be it government or be it private, use you as the hosting platform, you not only give facilities, you have to own the security. Love this, Abhishek. That's that's kind of I read it the way the government's involvement in security. Yeah, let me add a them. allow me to add a fine detail over there. Sure. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think this government's thing is like yes, obviously against every cloud provider for sure. Right, but it is more relevant to uh, infrastructure as a service providers, yeah. uh, because uh, when you talk about SaaS provider, customer doesn't have to care about anything. 
they are bound right. to provide you 100% of the service mm-hmm. right every saas provider has is supposed to i mean then is uh, uh, is supposed to provide the whole identity and access management suite in built mm-hmm. fully functional fully usable and 100% based on the compliance structures if they are not doing it then it's not saas anymore right so that's the Got whole it. uh one dow saas thing like software as a service you just buy a license start doing your work don't care about anything else how it operates in the back end right but when it came to infra as a service like aws came up with this shared responsibility model that i will give you service security to my ec2 instance because i gave you a provision to uh, you know create that ec2 instance but what you are doing within that ec2 instance is your job right so you take care of that so the shift in the shared responsibility model uh, is a positive development for security in the cloud um it will help to ensure that the cloud infrastructure is secure and it will make it easier for the organizations to manage security in the cloud mm, that's very interesting i think um uh, for the last couple of years the cloud providers were toying with this idea of industry cloud looks like yeah. uh, abhishek when i hear you uh, they may even coin this term and say secure cloud always you know uh, it's not you secure my infrastructure i'll ensure that i give infrastructure as well as i give you security governance you know you know keep can you you know it, it's it's um, when i when i meet cios and csios the term they use you know chief security information officers and cios um both of them uh, one wants to accelerate with scale another one kinds of pulls down the acceleration you know where do you see this abhishek you know this particular push to go to cloud you know do more do quick yeah. but the csio say that oh i like it but you know what have you taken care of this 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 where do you see this push pull mechanism going further you know if you see um arun uh, can you know he's facing the music first hand of cloud migration <laughs> and all that right so right. i'm the i'm from the side pull and he's yeah. from the side of the table where they push right push. Wow. so um we work for the betterment of an organization against each other with each okay. other to get a prop- better result right so but um i mean it's part of the game it's uh, everybody has to move to cloud it's inevitable right um people some people have chosen to uh, stay on prem maybe some federal agencies for obvious reasons maybe some other um uh, enterprises because they feel more secure that way right but um you have to migrate to cloud i mean there's no way out because the companies will stop supporting the infrastructure for on prem everything else is saas right what will you do with one or two applications sitting on on prem and you are maintaining the whole infrastructure for it so might as well take that to cloud as well so migration has will i mean is one of the biggest sectors of industry data migration so many companies have mushroomed around it right to support data migration now to from on prem to cloud so that's thing going to happen the only job is that i think i wouldn't say it's a pull right everybody is pushing it 
but they want to push it the right way because it's so expensive um every like you move a needle in cloud you pay money for it right everything translates to dollars so quickly like you buy a on prem server is your one time cost let's say somebody did a bad configuration of the server uh, you rewrite the disk and redo it again uh, reupload the operating system uh, the loss is in labor hours of few days right and uh, so you just you know ask your employee to redo it and that's it the problem solved the cloud is a little bit i mean uh, i'll need help from arun to validate it uh, he is a cloud expert uh, but for cloud if you do anything it starts charging you money right start the uh, the cloud clock starts ticking right away right and then you reconfigure and do that it's just not labor resource uh, i mean labor resource wastage is also a huge wastage but on top of that why do you want to add cream right so that's why if you want to do it and a bigger part of security and cloud usage optimization goes hand in hand right if you talk about over provisioning of access let's say right uh, you have a company uh, you have uh, 1000 employees right everybody is requesting access to every resource in the cloud right yes there is business continuity 100% right your business is up and running like an uh, 100% efficient engine all the time but if they really don't need access to that resource right that is not optimized that is translating to your dollar loss right away right and also now from security point of view the people who are running your security have to make sure your larger landscape of security is you know the largest surface area of your security they have to now secure otherwise if you would have been more optimized let's say people only get access to what they need right number one your security or attack or threat surface area reduces drastically your cost becomes more uh, efficient right optimized is a win win for the business the only way to generate money for business is not by making uh, profits is also by saving right so you can use this money to reinvest in your business so that's i mean those things go hand in hand it's like you cannot have one and not have another right so arun am i right yeah abhishek so so just adding the additional point you know on top of this uh so initially like uh, the people at the, the business who are coming to the cloud they they just start like it this is a expansion of the you know on premise infrastructure they just came in and provision the infrastructure whatever they need and then running the business they don't know they don't care about what the core and, and uh, is it you know oversized or uh, is undersized you know or else is a need of the business they just they don't care anything about it just click click and then go on and provision the infrastructure so that that's you know the, that is the, that is a place you know that the expertise has to be advised there so for architect it that they will they will provide you the right structure and the right architecture whether is it go with the as model or pass model or sas model or you know how uh, how the cost variation between the each model and then which is comfortable to our business which is not so these these are the areas the expertise give the advice so business has to choose the right model so initial like as uh, abhishek mentioned you know if you have a thousand uh, employees company and then they uh, the, the the developers just they need a 
just uh, they need a host who run the application. That also they have a well configured host. They don't care about the money. They they want the good performance in the application. That's why they think. But the infrastructure guys and the security folks, they will think in a different way. The infrastructure folks, they they will think about the cars, how we are hosting, how is it well architectured, or you know, uh, is it like uh, how it will be, you know, for a future roadmap, it elastic scaling, or you know, how redundancy. So all this, our infrastructure guys, people will think of security folks. They will think about how securely the application has tuned and how who are all controlling that application. So, so these are the expertise given ad, advice to form one or single application itself. You know, so that's what that's what I try to say. Yeah. So the here the act, uh, uh, I mean the expertise to provide an advice and then form the enterprise according to the business. Well said, well said. I think Abhishek and Aaron, I didn't interrupt you because I didn't want the audience to see the interruptions from me. The flow was fantastic. And if I summarize it, Abhishek, I think enterprises security kind of you were referring to is everybody's responsibility. You know, while yeah. you do the pull effect, it's not the security team is worried about pushing the cloud. Now you're looking at a culture change. You've been ensuring that everybody helps you to ensure the security yeah. and i hear from arun that while architecting is an engineer's job operations has to get involved finance has to get involved don't oversize don't undersize as well so you know i, I see that the shared responsibility ownership culture change by secops team in an enterprise as well as the enterprise architect team and, and why I said music to my ears is in between you were talking about cost. Uh, in my world and in my small team's world, we love it. I think last three, four years, you would have seen uh, even Linux Foundation create FinOps.org, and there is a bunch of team members pushing behind, hey, migrate to cloud, but use what you need. Don't, quote unquote, waste money. Uh, I think in the benefit of audiences, in the, we must do a separate session uh, talking about SecOps with Abhishek as well as audiences wait for it. Uh, we are going to launch one more uh, podcast which will be very specific to SecOps and another one on architecture. We will weave in this topic of FinOps into it. I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about it. Go yes, sir, definitely. I've already started uh, drafting the topics. There we go. So. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Abhishek and Arun, thank you very much for attending the session. And I'm glad, Sindhu, you brought me in. I was excited to talk to my two good friends. And I'm sure while they said many, many points, uh, the audiences who listened to it, you would have heard uh, critical elements of what, what is in your world, in your topics. And um, look forward to talk to you all again soon and uh, faster. Thank you, Abhishek. Thank you, Arun. Sindhu, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Abhishek and Arun. I should say that was a fire session on Enterprise Cloud Ops. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, again for such a lively discussion. And the listeners, hope you had great takeaways from the episode like me. 
uh, start working on the solutions you have just heard. And like we always say, if you are struggling with any cloud challenges and seeking expert advice, write to us at info at the rate of amnesglobal.com or reach out to us on our social media handles, LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. We'll discuss that in our upcoming episodes for sure. Let's catch up soon with even more interesting topic. Till then, enjoy your cloud journey. Thank you.